Welcome to Quick Questions About Congress with Kilmer. I'm here with uh, Sherry Bustos of Illinois, who is, while not our first guest, bound to be our best. <laughs> well, the best of two so far, there right? You go, and this right. will be your inaugural one today, so well done. So thanks. You know, so I, I, I mentioned when we were sitting there, part of the reason we want to do this is just to give a, people a better sense of why people serve and uh, what they're doing here. I, I, I think far and away the most common question I get when I'm back home is, dear God, why would you want to be in Congress right now? <laughs> so what, what brought you here? Why did you, oh we came gosh. in at the same time. What, what got you interested in being in Congress? A lot of things. I mean, there's there's kind of the personal reason, and then there's kind of more of the uh, community reason. Sure. Um, I don't think there's too many people out here serving in Congress who don't truly, and to their core, including Republicans and Democrats and anybody in between, who wants to make a difference. Yeah. And I, I think that if you are in public service of any sort, that's your overall driver. Um, on a personal level, uh, there was a guy who was serving our district who was elected um, during the Tea Party wave. Mm -hmm. And right after he was elected, literally within his days, and while he was running, my brother was on his deathbed mm -hmm. and died within a matter of, of days of this, this guy being elected. And so the, the contrast there is that um, this guy ran on making sure that we repealed the Affordable Care Act. And my brother uh, could not get the medical care that that his doctor said he needed to, to stay alive um, because his insurance wouldn't cover it. So we all pitched in and all of that and you know did everything we could. But you think about we in, in our family, we had some resources where we could help him, but you think about how many people aren't in those situations. And when you have somebody who's a tea party partier to his core, um, doesn't believe in government, period, and I thought, you know, we shouldn't be represented by somebody who's that's his beliefs. And so I decided to, to run, um, again, not just because of what our, our family went through, um, but you also realize that you never know what twists and turns life is gonna take. Yeah. And while we're here, we better do everything we can to make things better for you know our, our generation, our kids' generation, grandkids' generation. How have you found it? Is it pretty much what you expected or? Well, there's this guy named Derek Kilmer who I really enjoy serving with. I, I, I happen to call him the funniest man in Congress, by the way, for, oh, for the listeners. If you, yesterday, uh, I, I loved your pirate jokes. Thank um, you. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, they're my six-year-old daughter's pirate jokes. And so. that's probably why I liked them yeah. so much. They were very appropriate. <laughs> um, now, you know, you and I have talked about this before. We serve with a lot of great people. And again, I think people are driven to serve for the right reasons. And Democrats and Republicans, there's just a lot of really decent people here. Made some good friends, and you know, incrementally, it's it's very very difficult to get legislation passed. But we are doing things that help our respective districts. And you know, a, a very quick example: we had a lead in the water problem in, yeah. in my congressional district very very recently, and. You know, there's, there are no earmarks anymore, so to try to get resources to fix this problem was very, very difficult. Yeah. But How'd we, you do it? Well, we, we actually reorganized our entire team out here in Washington, and we formed a watchdog team. And so we had people working really around the clock figuring out what can we do to help this community. And we were able to get $4 million, which was enough money to make a significant dent in replacing these solid lead lines, these service lines that, that deliver water to people's homes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, your listeners of your podcast here are smart enough to know that you shouldn't be mixing water 
and lead in children. Yeah. And so there's a great sense of accomplishment when you can help your community like that. Yeah. Are there issues uh, that you wish Congress was more focused on where, you know, as you said, Congress is not exactly a legislative juggernaut these days. <laughs> so what, what do you wish Congress was focused on that, that it hasn't been? Boy, I, I hear when I go back home all the time about people feeling they've been left behind by any kind of economic recovery that we've had. Yeah. And it's and it's real. In, in my congressional district, we have higher unemployment rate than uh, most of the rest of the state of Illinois. Mm -hmm. um, What's the industry? Is there any specific industry? Manufacturing is very big. Uh, mm -hmm. The world headquarters for John Deere is in is where I live in Moline, uh -huh. Illinois. The world headquarters for Caterpillar is in the southeastern part of my district. We have major aerospace manufacturing. Um, so manufacturing is really our, our base, and then agriculture. Um, I actually have a pretty rural district, mm -hmm. but but you know people feeling left behind. So I wish everything. Um, you know, I should say I, I, I wish we would focus more on jobs in the economy, and our the our kids' generation. You know, we've got we've got to have the best educational system we can possibly have for our kids because that is the route to to success. Yeah. And I feel. Um, so badly for kids who live in inner city and don't, I don't, I don't know if they can figure out or navigate their way out some, sometimes, or their parents are having a hard time with that. And I really feel for them. And um, we, we've got to make sure that kids have hope and um, are able to go after their dreams and, and feel like this is still the greatest country in the world where mm -hmm. we've got all kinds of opportunities. You mentioned that, um, you know, the opportunity to serve with lots of great people. Um, has there been any standout moments in, since you've been here? Anything that you think like, that was super cool, or I'm glad we got to do that? Well, or? you know, we're what, uh, one week, two weeks removed from our sit-in. Mm -hmm. And to hear someone like John Conyers, who's the Dean of Congress, served out here for 50 plus years, to get on the floor and say this was a defining moment in his congressional career, mm -hmm. um, you knew that that was something special. And, um, you know, to, to see our colleagues unscripted get up there and speak from their hearts about the fact that, well, by God, if somebody's on that terrorist watch list, they probably shouldn't be able to walk into that, that gun store and, and buy a gun. Yeah. And um, so it, I, I was here for you know the 26-hour duration. I did not go home, and um, and it was just I, I think it was a great moment. Um, that was more on the professional end. On on the personal end, um, you and I were elected the same yeah. um, time. We had 50-ish Democrats elected the same time. I've got a very, very close group of girlfriends yeah. where we were all elected in, in, at the same time. And we, you know, we go on target runs together. We go over to each other's apartments and we do debate watching parties. And um, you know, we talk about our spouses, our children. And um, you know, I consider them among my closest friends where it's this complete safe zone that whatever we talk about is gonna stay mm -hmm. within that group. And we feel completely comfortable doing that. That's cool. Yeah. What um, is there anything that uh, that you think the folks you represent would be surprised about with regard to Congress? Is there anything that you know? Yeah, you know, I, I tell a story. It, it kind of depends on the audience that I'm in, but but people like it. I play on the congressional women's softball team. Yeah. And first of all, people are kind of amazed that there is such a thing as the yeah. congressional women's softball team. I want you to know I've completely stayed away from sports here because <laughs> I'm trying to reduce the opportunity for public embarrassment. But, <laughs> well, uh, there are those moments. Yeah. Um, like after I hit and I was as I was running to first base, I fell. Or <laughs> when I broke uh, Donna Edwards' nose in practice. Um, oh, all right. Uh, you know, so there are kind of those embarrassing moments. But 
Um, but I but I tell the story about playing on this team. And, and by the way, our women's softball team, we practice at least two mornings a week, get up very early, we practice from 7 to 8 a.m. Um, and we practice, we, we practice for months. So it typically starts in March, our game is in June. And it's all for one game. So we've got all this practice and we play one game. Um, and I think it's somewhat speaks to our athletic ability as a group of middle-aged women uh, playing softball together. But, but our opponent is the Women's Washington Press Corps. And I contrast that with how the men's congressional baseball team is structured, which is it's Democrats against Republicans. Our team is we have Democrats and Republicans, House members and senators all on our same team. Um, Very fittingly against the press. Against the press. But, <laughs> but, but I think what's, what's neat, though, is that we build these really good relationships across party lines because we're getting up and going to this practice at 7 o'clock yeah, in the morning. Cool. We've barely combed our hair. We don't have any makeup on. We're, you know, we're in our sweatpants. We're in our like our rawest form, and you know, we get to know each other uh, in, a, in a very you know, close way. And it leads to good progress where we can sponsor legislation together because that's of those cool. relationships. Oh, that's great. Did you feel any mixed allegiances? Because didn't you spend some time working in the press? I did. Yeah. I, for 17 years, I was a I was a reporter. So yeah, that's that was how I made my living. But uh, no, absolutely not. You I never didn't. let a pass ball go or something. Like um, that. You know, the the other thing you and I were talking about right before we started rolling here is, um, I'm to my core very very competitive. Um, I played college basketball and college volleyball, and I have played sports since I was a little kid. And um, I like to win. <laughs> I, you know, I, I I do it fairly, and I hopefully I do it graciously, and I hopefully I lose graciously. But um, I I do like to win. So it, this is I I love this. I, I love sports. It, it's a very very part, important part of um, who I have been and uh, who I am today. That's cool. Yeah. So um, I know we're nearing our witching hour. Um, for me, as my uh, my first job was working in a video store, so I'm a, a movie buff. I always think it's useful to the, the best way to understand a person is to understand their favorite movies. So what's what's on the what's yeah. on the Bustos list of? Do we have to know? say just one? No, I mean, no. Okay. I mean, that, give, that, give that me the list. Yeah. No, I have like. A, um, I love a the dozen. Bourne movies. Yes. I have seen every James Bond movie that has ever been made multiple oh. times. Um, I wanted to be a secret agent when I was a kid. Um, I like the. It's not too late. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, you never know what I'm. Yeah. You know, I might what I'm Intel doing committee. on the side right now, yeah. right? Um, but I love those kind of movies. I like action movies, uh -huh. um, and I also love Grease. Um, when that came out, I was a junior in high school. Uh, you were probably not born yet. I was born. Okay, barely. Yeah. And um, I was a junior in high school, and my best friend uh, Lisa Young and I went to the theater because this was prior to any DVDs or videos or anything. Went to the theater seven times to watch Grease. And seven times. Seven times. All yes. right. So I still love Grease, and anytime it's on and we're flipping through, we always have to stop at Grease. Summer Eleven, that year karaoke song. Mm -hmm. or? Uh, it, all of them. Right on. All of them. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time with me. This was fun. Thanks, Derek. I All appreciate right. you having me. You bet.